You're listening to Comedy Central. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what's funny about the mosques as well? is like, have you noticed how with the mosques, we, we meet people now and we don't know what they look like at all. And then we start making a face based on their voice. You make a face for them, you make, and their hair and their everything or whatever, and then one day they like take off the mask and you're like, ah, ah, no. Then you're like, no, 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 no. It's like, no, I don't accept it. You just don't accept that information. Coming to you from the heart of Times Square, the most important place on earth, it's The Daily Show, Ears Edition. Tonight, what you haven't heard about climate change, the secret to finding water, and Greta Thunberg. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Daily Show. I'm Trevor Noah, and today is Wednesday, September 22nd. Let's kick things off with New Zealand, or as we call it in South Africa, New Zealand. Thanks to strict lockdowns early in the pandemic, New Zealand had eliminated COVID entirely. But because of that, only about a third of New Zealanders have bothered to get vaccinated. So when the Delta variant hit, the COVID rate shot up. But this time, when the government lockdowns were imposed, people started to rebel. COVID lockdowns are bringing out some strange criminal behavior. Police in New Zealand spotted a suspicious car, started chasing it, and received quite the surprise when they finally pulled it over. As they searched the car, they found this thousands of dollars in cash and a trunk full of KFC. The men had bought the food from outside Auckland, where takeout services are closed due to a spike in COVID. Police aren't sure if the suspects were planning to sell the food. They now face charges for breaching COVID lockdown rules. Wow, breaching COVID rules and running from the cops for fried chicken? Oh, smuggling fried chicken. Yo, can I just say, I'm so grateful that this should happen in a white ass country like New Zealand. Because if there were any black people involved, yo, that would have undone the entire civil rights movement. You were smuggling what? God damn it, Darnell. We can't vote anymore because of you. And this really puts into perspective how, you know when people in America are like, these lockdowns are tyranny. Yo, even when New York was locked down during the worst part of the pandemic, we could still get takeout. Yeah, you just had to dip every drumstick in hand sanitizer. It wasn't tyranny. And here's what I'm wondering. Like, what happened to this chicken after the photo was taken? You know? I mean, something tells me it's not sitting in the evidence locker like, like cocaine. I bet the New Zealand cops are like, as you can see, these sick criminals brought uh, back uh, one half bucket of chicken and they got mashed potato gravy stains on my shirt. (laughs) I mean, seriously, I never thought I'd see people smuggling fast food past the police. Like Netflix, if you're watching, please make this the next season of Narcos. Boyo o plata. Moving on to technology news. Over the last few years, Facebook has gotten a lot of bad press for its newsfeed, which has become a constant stream of hate speech, conspiracy theories, and 
high school friends trying to sell you essential oils. But now, Facebook has come up with a solution to all of this negative coverage. A new investigation is giving insight into a big push from Facebook to reshape its image online. The New York Times found the social media site has launched a new initiative to showcase positive stories about the company on your newsfeed. Okay, first of all, I don't understand why Facebook is trying to promote itself to people who are already on Facebook. I mean, anyone who's on Facebook isn't worried about Facebook's problems, you know? They have bigger concerns, like where you can find a gun store that also sells ivermectin. But hey, but hey, I'm, I'm not hating, you know? I get it, Facebook wants to use Facebook how everyone else uses Facebook. Nobody uses social media to be like, guys, my hemorrhoids aren't going away. No, we only post the stuff that makes us look good. I mean, just this past weekend, I rented a family to go apple picking with me. Hashtag winning. And finally, some news out of Pennsylvania, the state with the highest rates of mayors per East Town. I think most people are aware that America can be, um, let's say, a little extra when it comes to putting people in prison. But I think we can all agree that this story is taking it a bit too far. Here's a crazy story out of central PA. A man is facing up to seven years in prison, all because he failed to pay the right amount for a Mountain Dew. The man grabbed a bottle of Mountain Dew, slapped $2 on the counter, then walked away, but he still owed 43 cents. The store called police. Officers tracked him down. Now he is facing a felony under the state's three strikes law because he was convicted of shoplifting twice before. And to that, all I can say is, you have to be f-ing kidding me. There is so much wrong with the story, starting with, why are you calling the police on someone over this in the first place? Is it really worth your time? The phone call, the meeting with the cops, the paperwork, going through security cam footage, and then at the end, we're like, we did it! We got our 43 cents back. Like, here's the thing. We know these laws are the hardest on poor people, but you know who's also getting screwed over with this? Taxpayers, people think. Instead of our taxes going to roads, schools, free Wi-Fi that actually works, instead, we're wasting it on prosecuting somebody for 43 cents. I feel like as taxpayers, we should get a choice when it comes to this stuff, you know? They should make a game show or something. America loves that. Yeah, it should be like, who wants to spend a million there? You know, do we want to pay back the store their 43 cents? Or do we wanna use the taxpayer's money to imprison someone for seven years at $40,000 a year? I think we would all pretty quickly decide that we're just gonna pay back the store. Oh, and, and by the way, by the way, can we all agree that the three strikes rule is bullshit? Because if you're gonna base your laws on sports, at least get the rules right, right? Because baseball doesn't just have strikes, they also have foul balls. If you have two strikes and you hit a foul ball, you're not out. They just let it slide. That's what this should have been. It's a foul ball crime. You don't go to prison for it. And also, baseball doesn't just punish the batter. It punishes the pitcher. So technically, the rule should be that if the cops mess up four times, you get to walk. Like if the cops pull you over repeatedly and they find nothing, at some point, you should get one free crime. I'm not saying like a a crazy thing like murder, you know, just just like a first base crime. Like you get to shoplift something small. Or you can have like one free bar fight and go home. Or maybe they say you can start a meth lab at the studio where you tape your TV show and not get taken downtown for questioning, you know? Cause it's just meth. I mean, we all agree on that, right? Just, just me? All right, but let's move on now to our main story. This week is Climate Week. It's where all the men in my office fight with the women in my office over who controls the thermostat for the rest of the year. 
But also, it's a week where all the late night shows are gonna be getting together to bring some attention to the climate change crisis and figure out how we're gonna steal John Oliver's Emmys. And look, tonight, I'm not gonna bore you with the effects of climate change that everybody knows about. You know, like more extreme weather, rising sea levels, feeling guilty every time I start a wildfire. What we're gonna focus on instead is how all the major effects trickle down into a lot of weird little effects that you may not know about. And these little weird effects are changing the world in all sorts of ways. Like the strange thing that's happening to sea turtles. Turtles are so important for the marine ecosystem, helping to keep sea life in balance. But they lay their eggs on the beach, and as the world warms up, the sand is warming too, and that is a big problem. Sand temperature determines the sex of the hatchlings. So for the northern Great Barrier Reef green turtle stock, that they've been producing over the last 10 to 20 years, 99% females. If that trend continues for decades to come, that's an irreversible issue and will lead them towards extinction. Ah, people, this is, this is terrible. You can't have all female turtles, the species is gonna go extinct. And it's also gonna make for some really lame gender reveal parties. Oh wow, it's a girl. And I know what you're thinking right now. You're going, well, at least life is gonna be pretty sweet for all those male turtles, eh? They're gonna be cleaning up on turtle tender. And yeah, it may seem like a good deal until they realize that they're gonna be expected to perform all the time. Morning, turtle sex. Afternoon, turtle sex. Nighttime, turtle sex. They'll never have any time left to do whatever else turtles do. I don't know, eat plastic straws, I guess? Is that like a, they don't, oh, they don't do that for themselves? Oh. But that's the kind of weird effect of climate change that nobody saw coming. You know, I mean, how crazy is it that the heat of the sand is what determines the sex of the baby? You know, turtles should just do it like humans. Have the sex of the baby determined by the man screaming, either male or female, at the time of conception. It's a lot easier that way. What do you mean, then how did your parents do it? But then why am I a boy then? Well, you're dumb. And it's not just the turtles. Climate change is messing with the sexiest animals of all. Yeah, humans. And again, I'm talking about unexpected little things. For instance, if you like to start your day with a cup of coffee, and maybe you like to end it with a couple of beers or a couple of bottles of wine, well, first of all, you might have a problem. But here's some news that might leave a bad taste in your mouth. Climate change could make it tougher for you to get a good cup of coffee. Changes in temperature along with rainfall and the length of seasons would change the quality and taste of beans, making for a lower quality cup. A changing climate is putting those key ingredients used in beer at risk. More rain versus snow in the winter. This means irrigation may depend more on groundwater, which has a higher mineral content. And that's a big deal because that affects the beer's taste. An increase of about one. 1.2 degrees Celsius over the past century has meant wine grapes are maturing earlier, putting the world's most famous wine regions at risk. The largest change that wine drinkers are likely to see is higher alcohol contents in the finished product, and there is much discussion on if this is a good or a bad change. Mm, I'm pretty sure it's a bad change. I mean, the real housewives are already fighting each other at current wine levels. You raise that any higher, that show's gonna have to move to UFC. And what's crazier for me is that this is gonna make coffee taste worse. That's what they said. That blew my mind, because I already think coffee tastes like you burned dog hair and put the ashes in a cup of water. 
And I know right now, all the coffee drinkers are like, Trevor, you're wrong. Coffee tastes delicious. Bullshit. If that's true, then why is it that every single coffee place has 50 different ways to cover up the taste of coffee, huh? You got crema in your coffee, you got half and half, you got vanilla lattes, pumpkin spice, cinnamon, sugar, stevia. The only flavor no one wants is coffee flavor. You know why? Because when you have coffee flavor, that shit keeps you up for three days. Not because of the caffeine, because of the taste of regret. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. And look, people can get used to bad coffee and stronger wine. I mean, we'll just put more oat milk in both of them. But unfortunately, climate change is also doing weird little things to our most core human behaviors sex, and violence. There are so many different things that can dampen your sex drive. And now here's another one to add to the list, global warming. Researchers looked at really hot days and then looked forward nine months. The impact was pretty sizable. In the United States, they found that the impact of one hot day meant 1,100 fewer births nine months later. That could mean 100,000 fewer births every year. Rising temperatures are not the only phenomena on the rise. Our tempers have just we're getting angrier, more aggressive, more violent. Our brains change when it's very hot, our hormones change, and people's behavior changes. You get a really hot night or a really hot day and people just freak out and do crazy things. Researchers say that as temperatures continue to rise, the U.S. could see between 20,000 and 50,000 more violent crimes a year. That's right. Thanks to climate change, we're looking at a future of no sex and tons of violence. So basically Drake's album cover, but nobody is pregnant and everyone is just punching each other. And you know, my one hope is that this is the news that finally gets people to take drastic action because if anything is gonna motivate people, it's gonna be the end of sex. Huh? I mean, if there's one thing that could get humans to jump into action, it would be the prospect of absolutely no sex because trust me, the first time we can't have sex because of the heat, people are gonna lose it. I'm just gonna be there like, what do you mean my penis is overheating? All right, shut it down, everybody. Planes, cars, Bitcoin mining, everything. Until this bad boy gets back up, we're going Amish, everyone. And by the way, this increase in violence isn't just a future problem. In fact, climate change may have already cost America a war. For the past three decades, drought and floods have plagued rural Afghanistan. As a result, farmers have struggled to maintain their crops and livestock, and many people have been left hungry. Afghanistan, of all the countries in the world, is ranked sixth in the list of all the countries hit hardest by climate change. The Taliban has gone to the communities of these farmers and mostly impoverished people in rural Afghanistan and said to them, look around you. You're not getting the support that you need from this government. Come join us. It's been very crucial to their rise over the past two decades. Yeah, that's right. The Taliban won in Afghanistan because of climate change. And also because America couldn't go a week without droning a school. But mostly climate change. And this really shows how desperate climate change can make people. When your livelihood is destroyed, you will turn to anybody promising relief. I mean, I will say though, if you gave power to the Taliban because it was too hot, well, I think that's a decision that you're gonna regret. All right, first thing, men grow beards. Women cover everything except your eyes. Uh, is there an extremist group that believes in short shorts? No? Okay. So, climate change is having unexpected consequences all over the earth. But what's most shocking to me is that it's even having effects outside the earth. Climate change 
also affects objects in space. As the upper atmosphere gets thinner, thanks to climate change, the amount of drag goes down. And that means satellites stay in orbit longer. But it also means everything up there will stick around longer, like the used upper sections of rockets, which sometimes stay in orbit, or any debris from the occasional satellite collision. As more objects stick around, there is a higher and higher chance that they will collide, putting even more junk in orbit. Right now, there are probably over 3 million kilograms of space junk, vastly outweighing our operational satellites and nearby natural meteoroids combined, forming a giant space tornado of death above our heads. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, giant space tornado of death sounds like the coolest way that you could die. No, 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 wait, 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 I take it back, I take it back. The coolest way to die is still being trampled to death in a stampede of Rihanna's. That's still number one, easily. This is pretty crazy. Thanks to climate change, our planet is gonna be completely circled in trash. Aliens are gonna be flying past the planet like, this looks like a bad neighborhood, lock the doors. Uh, Dad, you're so planetist. You'll understand when you have glorks of your own. So, that's what we're facing with climate change. A lot of weird little effects that when you add them all together, ends up being basically everything. You know, we could be facing a future where your sex-starved husband gets killed by space junk while he's on the way to join the Taliban. All right, when we come back, Michael Costa looks for some thirst traps, and Greta Thunberg is joining us on the show. So don't go away. Love The Daily Show Ears Edition? Then help us get to know you so we can keep creating the content you love. Go to cohst.app slash TDS or click the link in this episode's show notes to fill out a quick two-minute survey. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome back to The Daily Show. Climate change could devastate the world's economy, but in California, it might be good news for a certain type of job. Michael Costa has more. Water, H2O, warmed ice. Whatever you call it, California's farmers are running out fast. And after three years of drought, they're turning to surprising methods to find more. Can I get some more water, please? Thirsty? They're called dowsers, and they claim to have supernatural water-finding powers. Thanks to climate change, desperate farmers have them booked solid. I'm booking out, you know, three to four weeks in advance. I thought it was bullshit, yeah. but it's worked for me. It really does sound like bullshit. So why do people believe in this? Is dehydration playing tricks with their minds? To find out, I headed for drought-plagued California to meet one of these water witches, or dowsers. I'm Larry Bird, and I do dowsing. Larry Bird. Hey, who said white men can't douse? Oh, no, I can't. No, okay, all right, okay. It's not really a joke. You know, the lack of water is it's really not a fun thing. Rivers are drying up. Yeah. And my name's on the line. It's not really your name on the line, Larry Bird. But Larry's right about climate change. Last summer, 3% of California was facing extreme or exceptional drought. This summer, it's up to 88%. So it makes sense that desperate farmers are turning to Larry Bird, the great wet hope. But how exactly does this work? Once you're on water, it's, it's like it's got its own current, its own frequency. You felt like some kind of static electricity is, that's actually backfiring and coming off that water. My rod over here tells me I'm over something. See, this one doesn't move, but this one does. Yeah. You can just tell where the rods open up. I actually feel 
uh, energy flowing right through your body. It has a tingly situation. Are you sure you don't just have to use the bathroom? <laughs> no. Did you go before we left? While Larry took a tinkle, I investigated a bit further. Groundwater expert, Ben Freck. I'm not gonna call anybody's profession bullshit. So you're saying it's not bullshit? It has no scientific basis. A hydrogeologist uh, can bring a lot of tools uh, to the situation, such as a proton magnetic resonance, when they essentially put an electrical current into mm -hmm. an aquifer and they gauge that current's um, reaction to the water molecule. Yes, electric current. That's what the dowsers are doing. Well, hydrogeologists bring a practical and methodical method to locating and extracting groundwater. Compared to a dowser, um, mm -hmm. which uses um, a stick. They would refer to it as a, as a rod. Okay. But Farmer John says these so-called scientists are the real scammers. I've had guys with, with that drill wells come out and look for it. I spent money and didn't find no water. I dug four or five of them, it was $15,000. $15,000? Yeah, but Larry Bird found me water. He did? Three times. Downtown! <laughs> what would you say to a California farmer with a handlebar mustache who says that dowsing has worked for him many times? These are folks who usually are doing this in the same area. They get to know the land, they get to know what works. Um, mm -hmm. They're probably applying a certain level of scientific method to what they're either knowingly doing or unknowingly doing. So these are unknowing scientists, possibly. Potentially. Is this science? I'm making a science out of it. You'd make it a science. Be more specific. Uh, you know, Geologists can look at soil, they can look at gravel, they can say, well, you know, this water should be here. But dowsing is an art that goes clear back to uh, Egyptian time, Chinese time, early years of they would use reeds or whatever. Larry might not be a science expert and he definitely isn't a history expert, but he might be an archaeologist, as the one thing he could find was a fossil. See that rod moving right there? That's a tooth, a tooth, a tooth, a tooth, and a tooth, and a tooth. Uh, what is that, a stingray that looks like that? Yeah, you found a stingray. He's putting off energy of 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 80, wow, 90, 100, 150, 60, 70, 80, 180, 1, 2, 3. Whoa. What are you doing right now? I'm actually counting the energy that's coming off of him. His From energy, the dead stingray. His energy is 180. 180 what? Uh, energy what? units. Uh, it's a current. It's just a current. Okay, great. So we found a stingray. What about water? But Larry says water isn't the only thing he's had a close encounter with. I've doused all over the world, and Stonehenge, you know, they're missing uh, what's there. It's actually a, um antenna system that goes right into Stonehenge. Antenna system. Human? But not ours. Non-human antenna system. Yep. Aliens? They're all over the world. Are you telling me that buried around the Earth are multiple alien antenna systems. Spaceships. How many? Thousands. Thousands. What do you say to dowsers who claim that their methods work because they've found over 200 wells in a few alien spacecraft? I don't know how to respond to that. So what do you believe is under Stonehenge? Uh, dirt, rock, maybe some water. I had to agree. Sensing water under the ground is one thing, but alien spaceships? It all seemed too crazy, until I found out that fake Larry Bird is making real Larry Bird paychecks. Oh, I'd say 500 on the average. You make $500 to wander around a field until you have to pee and then say, dig here? 
Yeah. You know what? You're genius, man. $500. I guess it was time to stop being a fake journalist and start being a fake water witch. Just one question. How quickly could Larry teach me to use his racks on racks on racks rods? As soon as we come to the water line, your rod should open one way or the other or move one way or the other. Oh, now see, now mine's moving there. I'm definitely sensing a metal okay. rod in my hand. Okay, you got, got a little there? something. Yeah, yeah wait, why going. is it going towards you? Though? I don't know, but that's okay. You're I over. suck at this! Thank you so much for that, Michael. All right, when we come back, global activist Greta Thunberg will be joining me on the show. You don't want to miss it. Love the Daily Show Ears Edition? Then help us get to know you so we can keep creating the content you love. Go to cohst.app slash TDS or click the link in this episode's show notes to fill out a quick two-minute survey. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight has spent the last two years leading climate strikes around the world and holding governments and leaders accountable for protecting the planet. And get this, she's only 18. Greta Thunberg joins us from Sweden. Greta Thunberg, welcome back to The Daily Show. Thank you so much. Last time I, I spoke to you, you had just ridden like a, a catamaran across the ocean. What do you prefer, commuting on a catamaran across the ocean or just doing a Zoom? I mean, it's, it's nice to, to go on a catamaran, but it's also m much more practical to do it over Zoom, to be honest. Of course, I, I've had my bad moments with Zoom and online classes, and it's, it gets a bit tiring sometimes sitting every day on Zoom, just watching your own face. It's not, it's not pleasant. You see, Greta, this is why I love having you on the show. You speak to my soul. Um... <laughs> you have had a whirlwind journey. You know, obviously you've risen to prominence as a climate activist, Times Person of the Year. You've been nominated twice for a Nobel Prize. In the past three years, has anything changed since I've seen you? Have we made progress on the planet? Where do we stand right now in your opinion? Well, of course you can see it in many different ways, but if we can look at one way, that's that the emissions are still rising. And we're, 2021 is currently projected to, to see the second highest emission rise ever recorded. As you know, we've been through a pandemic and there's lots of talk about a green recovery and building back better and so on. But only about 2% of government spendings have been spent on clean energy. Uh, and that's, I mean, it just shows that we are, we are not really taking this seriously, it seems like, or at least the world leaders are not taking it seriously. I felt like for a long time, uh, polluters have done a really good job of convincing everyday people on the ground that they are the ones who are responsible for what's happening. They go, what is your carbon footprint? What is your journey? What is your life? Whereas the major polluters themselves, they manage to you know, just move through the conversation unscathed. From a world leader's perspective, not people on the street, what should they be doing that they're not doing? the basic uh, thing of treating a crisis like a crisis. Um, we climate activists have been saying that for, for many, many years now. And I think people, people haven't really understood that until the pandemic, because I think in the light of the pandemic, we really see that we can actually treat a crisis like a crisis. And I think that people understand that more, that the climate crisis hasn't been treated as an emergency, that is already taking lives and livelihoods from so many people around the world and it's going to, only going to get worse. But yes, as you say, it's a bit strange that the focus is on, often on individual action rather than actually systemic action and government action. 
There, there is a, a huge meeting coming up, and that's going to be um, the COP gathering where some of the biggest nations are going to be gathering. I think it's going to be in Scotland um, discussing what leaders and what nations can do. There are many leaders of many nations who have said it's just too expensive for countries to all of a sudden turn green. Others have argued that you know, you can't make enough, you can't generate enough energy from green sources. When you hear this, what do you think of, or, or what is it that they're missing or maybe trying to avoid in, in, in their conversations? I mean, I understand that the climate emergency is very uncomfortable. It's not something that makes you popular. Um, it's, it's sort of an icebreaker. It doesn't, people don't like you if you talk about the climate crisis. But when, when they say like these excuses, like it's too expensive, climate action is too expensive. I mean, just look at the Corona pandemic. We were able to, it seemed like ma just like magically uh, make up lots of money um, out of nowhere. And it's much more expensive to wait and deal with the, dis the, with the consequences of the climate crisis later on than actually mm -hmm. taking climate action now. And that's just something that many people seem to to try to hide because... As I say, it is very uncomfortable and lots of economic interests are playing here. And it's these big players, they are not they are not kidding when they try to, to silence people who speak up on this. When you talk about it as Greta, people listen. I, I do wonder though on a personal level, do you ever get tired of being the person who everyone expects to speak about climate change? Like, do you ever walk into a room as Greta and just want to talk about something you watched on TV and people are like, oh, Greta, tell us about the weather and the climate and everything. Like, do, like, do you ever get tired of that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, don't get me started. I mean, I'm so, I'm so tired of talking about the climate by now. And people always try to tell me like, uh, that I should be impressed by them. Like, I, I took the bike to work today and they look at me and like, okay, I don't care. I don't want to talk about this anymore. And it's, it's, it's really like that. If you were to say to somebody, hey, here's how I think you could actually make a difference as an individual, what would that advice be? Just find out the truth. And if you fully understand the climate crisis, if you read enough that you fully understand it, you will know what you can do as an individual. And then I think, at least in my experience, most people who have become fully aware of, of the real implications of the climate crisis have become activists and gone out on the streets, organized themselves, whether it is joining an organization or becoming a part of Fridays for Future or just campaigning locally or online. People seem to talk about the climate crisis as something depressing that makes people become numb and not want to do anything. In my experience, it's the exact opposite. That fully knowing what it actually means mm -hmm. is something that makes you want to do things. It makes you active. Um, before I let you go, before I let you go, I know you, you, you're gonna be attending some big events. I know you're gonna be speaking to world leaders. I know you've planned um, major climate strikes in places like Milan and Germany, et cetera. So, so you have a lot coming up. But I wanted to ask you a few questions, you know, cause everyone knows about Greta Thunberg when it comes to like climate things but I feel like I would like to know more about you as a person. So I have this little game that I devised, which makes no sense, mm. which is what yeah. makes it a good game. And um, I'm gonna ask you to choose between one of two things and which one is worse for the climate. All right, let's, let's do it. Um, TikTok versus Snapchat. Which one is worse Ooh. for the climate? Ooh, I don't, um, I don't know. I don't have any of the apps, but I guess like, 
Wait, you have none of, you have no TikTok, no Snapchat? No, people tell me I need to get it. I'm like, no. Well, no, but, if you got TikTok, you will never talk about climate ever again. You'll just be like, okay. Yeah, you, that we'll would be just, nice actually. It's a lot of fun, but then it's like Greta. We'll be like Greta. What do you think about the plants? And you'll be like, I don't know, but here's a cool video of a dog singing. Okay, nice. <laughs> then maybe. <laughs> I mean, dog singing is so much fun. Much it, fun it really is. Climate. Yeah. Um, the logo for the Snapchat is yellow, and the logo for TikTok is black. Yes. Uh, the Snapchat logo is brighter. That makes that means it consumes more energy when the screen lights up. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Snapchat, you canceled. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Um, puppies or kittens? Which one do you think is worse for the planet? Oh no, you can't do that. It's a tough uh, one. I mean, I, I, guess, like, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess dogs in general are bigger. They consume more food, and I guess that's. But if if you start thinking about that, then you're screwed. You can't. You can't. You can't blame dogs for these kinds of things. They're too yeah, but I'm, I'm still gonna go with dogs are canceled. You're out, dogs! Greta's, you're dead. It's over for you. We're doing yeah. a great job here, Greta, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to tell my dogs that. It will be <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, um, the Eiffel Tower or the Statue of Liberty? Which one is worse for the planet? The Eiffel Tower has all the lights that come on at night, like a lot of lights. It's mm -hmm. beautiful, yeah. really gorgeous. Yeah, the Statue is, of Liberty, she's burning that torch. She's been burning it for a long time. Uh, I mean, burning, burning, carbon. Okay, so Eiffel Tower wins. All right, you see, this is good. I'm preparing you. This is what world leaders are going to be talking about when you get to the yeah. COP. And then you'll be prepared now yeah. because of me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, Greta, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate um, that um, you inspire me and so many other people. So, um, yeah, have a great night and good luck. Likewise, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Greta. Take care. All right, everyone. Be sure to follow the hashtag Fridays for Future to learn more about upcoming global climate strikes. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this. Love the Daily Show Ears Edition? Then help us get to know you so we can keep creating the content you love. Go to cohst.app slash TDS or click the link in this episode's show notes to fill out a quick two-minute survey and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, if you want to raise awareness about the threat of climate change, consider a donation to the Climate Reality Project. Your donation will support them in their mission of educating the public and advocating for solutions to the climate crisis. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, get your vaccine, and remember, if you get pulled over by the cops, you gotta swallow that entire bucket of KFC. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount Plus. Survivor's back, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 